Hello. Welcome to Yelling at Birds. Matt here. Happy to have you here. Uh, today, I am, or the video, the video in this episode, 53, is a brief interview I had with Mayor Tim Cabot of La Crosse, Wisconsin. He was kind enough to give me a little bit of time in his schedule. It was, you know, started and done before I even knew it. You know, obviously, I like to kind of give interview interviews time, but he doesn't have a lot of it. So it was nice of him to sit down with me and discuss his motivations for being mayor, how that position has affected him in his life, and also, you know, obviously, the current pandemic, uh, the current protests, and, you know, how the city of La Crosse is handling times of drastic change and potential change. Uh, another topic in La Crosse is they just, you know, announced their, their operating budget of the year, and um, I believe, you know, that that budget for the city is set and you know he invited people to be a part of the process for the two, the 2021 budget I believe the next event or the next opportunity to voice your concerns and opinions um, come this Thursday at uh, not at the city council chamber chambers um, but I believe they're doing their meetings online and I'll be posting an email address where they've asked that uh, citizens who wish to uh, address the council or voice their concerns with the um, capital improvement program budget to um, e email their concerns in or uh, there's a box outside of, the, of City Hall uh, where where you can voice your opinion so and you know I'll leave it leave it up to you to decide whether or not he's the city's doing enough or not um, I know it doesn't seem like a lot because, you know, we're, they were already doing some of the things and, you know, listening to, um, black members of our community speak, you know, hearing that they're not as afraid of the police department as they are of regular citizens of La Crosse, you know, obviously it's, it doesn't seem like the urgency is there for our community with, with our law, law enforcement, but Obviously, a systemic, if there's a systemic problem, it does involve every city, every community, every law enforcement agency. And whether or not the, whether or not the uh, transparency and reporting is enough, um, I guess we'll see. That's, that seems to be the line that we're taking right now. Uh, La Crosse PD post, posting their transparency page and also posting their policies, but you, you know that only does so much. So, um, yeah, that's about all I have. I'm sweaty today. Uh, enjoy. Um, we'll use it. Fuck it. Uh, enjoy uh, my interview with Mayor Tim Cabot. Thank you very much. Obviously, there's a lot going on right now. A couple of things <laughs> probably on your mind. A um, little bit about me briefly. You know, I started this podcast mainly to talk about... Um, you know, my journey, my journey, um, as I make my, made my way through, um, the, the JSS system actually through recovery, uh, from alcoholism and about my mental health process. And I think that, um, in that there's a lot that relates to every other facet of life that, that we're going through. Um, and obviously, to you, by the way, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an excellent program. Um, I've, you know, attending smart meetings and working with Kelsey down at JSS, it was 
um, it was very much needed. And um, I, you know, pretty much the first step is, you know, being open, honest, and vulnerable with family members. And, you know, over a 10 year process of me making certain decisions, this was the first time I actually allowed myself to do that. And this is a part of, of that, of that journey. Good for you. Good Thank for you. you. Um, so, but I'm here to talk to you about you and uh, a few of the things that are going on. Um, so for uh, people outside of lacrosse that, that listen in and, and watch, watch my videos, can you give me a kind of a brief, uh, who are you, uh, kind of a little bit about yourself? I'll be very brief because uh, sure. it's uh, mostly boring stuff, right? <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I don't know. My, my, uh, my interest in public service, I think, is probably something that's been with me for quite a while, you know, nearly all of my adult years. And I attribute a chunk of that to how I was raised in the whole idea of just, you know, trying to help people and, and leaving a place better than how you find it is something that resonates with me. And especially when I'm talking to younger citizens and school groups, um, you know, folks want to know kind of the, the philosophies and things that guide you. And that's something that's just always been important to me. So uh, I, I, you know, as far as just maybe more recent, just background, uh, you know, I decided to run for mayor. I was encouraged by family and friends. I mean, really not, not any kind of a unique story or situation. It was in politics and especially with, with roles like this, a lot of it is just sort of timing and the situation mm -hmm. and, 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 uh, you know, being able to, uh, to seize those opportunities when they come up. So, uh, for me, I was at the time uh, working as the director for the Lacrosse Downtown Main Street organization, organization okay. which is really geared towards trying to improve downtown Lacrosse. Uh, you know, not only the the physical, the buildings and structures and businesses, but from the social and the, and the people side of it as well. So I I sure. very much enjoyed that, and then you know with with the this opportunity to become mayor. Uh, a lot of the same, you know, just people and connections and partnerships. So, uh, you know, I can remember pretty distinctly just the night of, it was a December night and the, there was a group of folks that were meeting and they just called and reached out to me and, and they encouraged me to run for mayor uh, because they just felt like, you know, at, at that time and just what was going on in the city, they thought I could do the job. So I, sure. I listened and ultimately made that decision and have been blessed here to be the mayor for coming up now on the end of my second term. So uh, I think the, just for me, the, the big thing of uh, working to make a community better, my background is in urban and regional planning. And that's, you know, there's a lot of good direct connections to what city planners do and trying to improve neighborhoods and try to improve cities and and you know how citizens enjoy those cities so there's there's a lot of connections that way so it's it's helped me to be i think pretty well prepared for the role as mayor i bet i bet um how did that tell me about the the night you be you became the mayor one day you're not the mayor now you are um what what kind of thoughts go through someone's head when you realize that this is the role that you're going to have well, I, I don't think anybody is really a, totally prepared for that 
just because of even at a local level, even a you know a community that's you know smaller or mid-sized like Lacrosse is, uh, you know the full-time role of mayor. I don't think anybody is totally prepared for that. So right. the you know the election night was a celebration, and and just you know as the votes were coming in and and kind of watching all that was pretty remarkable. I was able to enjoy that with my family, my wife and my two children. And they were teenagers at the time, you know, they're, they're adults now, but it, w- it was a pretty special thing because uh, again, even at the local level, you work really hard on a campaign and mm-hmm. we did that. Uh, you know, I, I felt very strongly about <clears throat> the, the, the direct citizen connections and going and, and going door to door and doing a lot of events and a lot of outreach. So it was a culmination of all that work um and that was very rewarding and then you kind of realize then the next day like all right well now the now the real work begins because you obviously uh run for office and you have ideas and a vision of what you'd like to see accomplished and and there isn't necessarily you know um a a game plan for how to make that happen you really have to uh especially a role like mayor you've your your most powerful tool is just your voice and your ability to try to build consensus because uh, with our forms here, you know, the city councils have a lot of power. And so you've got to convince council members to realize and, and push for priorities and, and programs. And so uh, that, that was, you know, a big part of that kind of that next day of just thinking like, all right, well, so who do I start to really now make outreach to and build relationships and, and in most cases, I had relationships, but just, you know, how do you nurture those and, and be able to work together? Absolutely. Um, yeah, and I'm sure those relationships maybe change a little bit once your role kind of flips over to, to the mayoral role. Um, how do you feel? How do you feel that? Do you feel like the job itself has has had a, you know, a big impact on you personally as a your thought processes and like kind of how how you see running the city it has had a big impact i mean it is easily the most difficult job by far of, of what i've done in my, in my life and i mean and, and primarily all for good you know for good reasons and good challenges because you know as mayor you are trying to make the place better for everyone um you know this th- this year 2020 has been particularly difficult but that's you know, we're all experiencing that. We're all, mm-hmm. and you feel for folks, especially that have been impacted that are out of work or have, you know, lost their jobs or are still just struggling with trying to, you know, pick up the pieces for, for the economic downturn, especially that that's been the result of uh, COVID-19. So, um, and, and, and then obviously all of the challenges and dealing with uh, systemic racism and, and that coming mm-hmm. to a head with what happened to George Floyd. But you know, really pointing out that th- this is more than just a policing issue. This is, these are, are systematic and, and uh, you know, pervasive all throughout uh, institutions and organizations and people. So, um, so I, I do think that the, the job has definitely changed me in a way that I'm, I'm probably, I was always a pretty diplomatic person and, and really tried to be open-minded, but you know, the almost, it's, you know, almost seven and a half years now on the job and, and especially these last a uh, few months, it really, it really, I guess, you know, centers you on the the aspects of listening and really trying to go into situations with an open mind and relying on good information, uh, good, good 
uh, whether it's you know medical or health or scientific data when it comes to things like a global pandemic, uh, and then when it comes to issues of, of racism, you know, listening to the people of color in our community and especially those who uh, feel very much mar marginalized and very much negatively impacted by by systems and by government. So, um, so that I think that's you know, if I didn't fully realize that you know before it's really been hammered home here the last uh, few months of just how important these uh these relationships and then you know these abilities to bring people together what what it really means yeah yeah you got to um i wanted to ask you about you know where you get information from um you kind of spoke to a few of those things um i mean especially well covid you know came first and um, obviously, we saw the effects of that pretty quickly uh, in lacrosse. And, and I think one of the biggest, you know, one of the bigger things that we face is that we face as a public is um, who are we getting our information from? Who do we believe? What do we feel? And, you know, obviously, you're dealing with a lot of different emotions from a lot of different people and a lot of different information sources. So how do you kind of decipher, you know, what's noise and what to listen to when you're making your decisions? Well, you do try to rely on the 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 folks that um, are are basing their decisions and the information that they're sharing really on science and and on the the, the medical and the health data, and I and I realize, of course, that everything can be politicized and everything can be spun for a political yeah. point of view. But but when you're you know you're talking about things like uh, uh, a uh, a health crisis you rely you realize and, and and try to trust your departments of health and the and the cdc and that's what we've done here the you know everything from the federal level to the state level and then obviously our local county health department uh to listen and and understand what they are telling you know telling the community telling businesses and citizens what they should and shouldn't be doing and and they, they, you know, they kind of all readily admitted when, when some of this stuff was first happening, the, the information changes as they learn more because, you know, I, we still mm -hmm. don't know everything about the coronavirus, you know, this form of it. So things do change. And I think that's where we get a little bit caught up sometimes with as just people in general, like we're so quick to point out a flaw or point out a mistake or point out something that, um, uh, you know, maybe has been different as a as a way to uh, say that. Well, I don't trust that source now, or or that person right. isn't it just for you know politics, because these things do evolve, and we're all humans and trying to trying to figure sure. it out. And so people do make mistakes. So I think for for us, when it comes to the COVID, are really trying to listen to what the health experts are telling us and. Uh, and, and then a lot of it too is is you combine that plus then with some of the common sense things when it when it's you know staying home. That's I think people can generally understand that. And in March and April and in the beginning of May, people for the most part understood that and were doing that. And then it you know then it became more challenging when um, there was you know definitely a push and messaging about well we've got to get things you know, reopen because of the economic impacts from being shut down. So, um, so that that's primarily, and we've relied heavily on the county health department here in La Crosse because at the city, we do not have our own health department. We do not have our own 
health professionals. And so we rely very heavily on them to provide us with guidance and information about just what's going on in our community. Yeah, absolutely. And I know like with the loss of business in lacrosse, you know, we rely on that community so much to, you know, for city funding for, um, obviously budget just came out and it's tough to, how do you plan for a deficit that, you know, we're potentially facing or we are facing. Right. Right. Um, how do you do it? Right. Well, I mean, it really was a, uh, it came out of nowhere. I mean, we've never, I don't think, and I haven't done like all of the long history, like what happened back in, in 1918 and 1919 to the city. And, and when we had the great depression and some of those things, cause those would be probably comparable situations, but here, you know, we tell folks back in November of last year, when we finalized the budget for 2020, you know, you know, we had provide the highest level of resources to the libraries, the highest level of resources to parks and recreation. You know, we've expanded programs as a part of our neighborhood efforts. Um, we have been doing all of those things all along, but we've been able to build over time because of how critical and vital those those services are to our just our overall quality of life and what it means to live here in La Crosse. People love their parks, they love their trails, they love the library, and rightly so because we have such a high level of service. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, then you you fast forward to March uh, of this year when the uh, you know global pandemic hit us here, and on March 17th when things were shut down, and and you quickly realize that the the lack of economic activity was going to have some major impacts to city budgets because we have uh, we're, we're caught kind of caught in a catch 22 because. Um, our budgets here in Wisconsin at the local level, I mean, first off, we've got to balance our budget, unlike some other mm-hmm. levels of government that don't have to. But then we're re- reliant primarily on property taxes, and property taxes are are not necessarily a great way to fund services because they're not the most equitable, and you're you're putting a lot of 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 responsibility on people that own property. So over time, you know, the city has been really trying to diversify where we get our funding from, things like room taxes and and that kind of economic activity. Well, you got, you know, a, a global pandemic that shuts down your hotels and restaurants and where you get room taxes from and you quickly realize that uh, that whole source of revenue is, is pretty much dried up. So that happened very quickly. Um, we We have, you know, we have to take very decisive action to address the budget shortfalls this year and unfortunately we had to uh, you know do some dramatic cuts to those some of those quality of life uh, departments that I talked about and I you know I, I don't blame anyone for being upset with the with the cuts that we've done to any of those programs what I've tried to pledge to our citizens is that our budget process for 2021 starts very soon and mm-hmm. we're going to be doing everything we can to try to, if not restore cuts, figure out ways that we can, uh, you know, go back to some of those service levels, maybe in different ways, but uh, to really work on that aspect of it. So, um, you know, so going forward, you know, the, the challenge we're going to face, of course, is our budget is relying on property taxes, uh, shared revenue from the state of Wisconsin, and then, you know, the economic activity it's anybody's guess when we'll get back to a more regular economic activity because as we're seeing right now, of course, 
We've had high number of cases. We see uh, bars and restaurants shutting down as precautions, and that's going to just further this this economic malaise that we're in. So, mm-hmm. um, so we're you know we're we're gonna we're gonna do the best we can. It's going to be a challenge and a struggle, but I know that uh, with with the citizen input that we get. Uh, we're we're still committed to our priorities for our neighborhoods, and we're going to do everything we can to to fund those priorities. Sure, sure. Um, now the switching to the other the other big topic that you you know get you, that we're dealing with now. Um, it what's happening now? I kind of relate to uh, addiction recovery in a way because we have our our black community, our indigenous and people of color community telling us we have a problem um yes and they're telling us we have a problem and now it's you know up to us you know we can't rely on them to tell us what you know we have to take charge in our own recovery um uh in order to make the quality of their quality of life better um so i see that you know we've done we've done some uh started to do some in the the uh it can't wait um Right. Lacrosse, lacrosse uh, police have come out with a transparency page. They posted their policies. Um, what else are we doing as a community uh, to help support our, our people of color and make sure that um, their quality of life can improve in lacrosse? Well, the, the, in a, so a couple of areas of focus. I think when we're talking about policing, uh, we had a meeting this week with the county government, and they have a a body that's called the Criminal Justice Management Council that's made up of really all aspects of, of the criminal manage, uh, uh, criminal justice system, the, the policing, the, the sheriff, the uh, public defenders and district attorneys and judges. I mean, so they're all represented, <laughs> including citizens. And we talked about these various issues. Uh, my, you know, one of the things that I've heard from attending the, the marches and hearing from protesters and, and our, our citizens here, uh, our, our black, indigenous, and people of color here in La Crosse area is, uh, you know, transparency has been mentioned a lot, which I think is very important. People want to know, you know, what a community's priorities are, how they work towards those priorities, and then they also want to be involved in, in participating actively in those decisions. So I think that's really important. And then, um, the other part of it is is to have that connection between institutions and our citizens. So whether it's a citizen advisory board or or some sort of a mechanism uh, where the where policing, especially right now, can uh, can answer answer to can uh, share information, but then also can uh, seek the advice, can make changes and, and make improvements based on what the citizens are telling us. I think that's all connected. So the Criminal Justice Management Council talked about that today, or, or this week, I should say, in forming uh, some advisory committees that can start to look at that and actually develop more specific action steps. Because I think right. people are, they've heard the rhetoric, they've heard the slogans, they've heard the the words, and now it's really time to see action. So that's what I'm most excited about, because I do think that going into this next phase of, of taking actions and being deliberate. Um, I know that there's, we've got kind of this balance and challenge of, of we want to take actions. People want government to be responsive and I'm all for that. 
but we also want to do the you know take the right steps and and, and make sure that we're being thoughtful and and not necessarily just acting quickly for the sake of acting quickly. So, um, so that was discussed this week. I think quite a bit of of good input and ideas for forming some citizens' uh, input and and advisory board on policing. Um, here in Wisconsin, of course, we have our Police and Fire Commission, which is the city oversight of our police and firefighters. They, they do the hiring and firing and promoting and discipline. So mm -hmm. there's there's some linkages there that we want to work through, and we've got to think through how that relationship is going to be best for kind of all parties involved. And then I think more broadly, when we're looking at, again, outside of just policing, it's, again, these these other issues, the housing issues, the job opportunities, the quality of life issues. I mean, here in, in our city government, you know, we've had a goal of neighborhood revitalization now for the seven plus years I've been mayor, mayor and we've had a very comprehensive program. So funding affordable housing, funding, uh, you know, investments in our neighborhoods, whether it's parks or pedestrian safety lighting or new trails, uh, expanding transit service, expanding library service, uh, doing those things has been all an effort to uh, not only improve um, lacrosse for for the white residents, but for all people, for for our Black, Indigenous, and people Absolutely. of color as well. So, so that's something that we're going to continue. I think what we really need to do, and and we've got our own city human rights commission. We've had some conversations with them <clears throat> about how do we. I mean, these are some very good opportunities to do. To, to gather input and feedback from our citizens and our community, but it's also opportunities to educate so that people can understand, you know, government processes and committees and, and where are the times where people can offer that influence and that input and coming up with better ways to do that because not everybody wants to go to city hall or not everybody wants to attend a committee meeting. They want to figure out other ways that we can more actively and more effectively engage our, our citizens. So. Uh, those are all things that are in the works really within the last few weeks here uh, okay. ever since the, the murder of George Floyd and then how we're all trying to um, work together uh, going forward. Yeah. And of course, if, you know, obviously a, a citizen wants something to change, we can't really can't do that unless they're engaged and they're not going to be engaged unless they know how to, how to be engaged. That's right. So I think that's important. That's right. Yeah, I think that I mean that part of that responsibility is is definitely on the city government and doing things to make our processes, our our systems again more transparent, more accountable, more available. And it's also part of being a citizen and knowing, okay, um, if I if I want to do this or want to offer input or make a change, there's there's responsibility as citizens to do that as well. Because I always this is another thing I tell. Um, our, our young citizens and school groups and whatnot that um, our quality of life here in lacrosse and at the local level is not just a, uh, an, a spectator sport. It's really meant to be as a, a full participant. And, and, and that's uh, important for our citizens to know that, you know, we're only going to get this way together by putting in the hard work. Again, sure. we, we don't, expect everybody to attend 100 committee meetings to make that happen. There's got to be other ways to do that. But uh, but we're it, we're all we really all have this shared responsibility as citizens to to work together.
Absolutely. And from what I what I've seen and what I've been, you know, attended and been a part of, I do I do know that lacrosse has some amazing uh, groups of people that are committed to taking action on their own to making sure the quality of life is is improved in the city. Um, I mean, we're in a we're in a lacrosse hoop shirt right now. I mean, the beer by bike league, league of the ridiculous. You know, various groups are are doing a really amazing job. Um, I know we're running. Out I would of, agree. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I just want to interject. I would agree. Yeah, we, we're very blessed here in lacrosse with so many of those the the groups that you mentioned, plus so many more. Um, mm-hmm. That is for a community our size, the level of involvement of volunteerism of philanthropy of engagement is really remarkable and so we've got such a good and strong foundation to build upon that i'm you know this is one of the things that does excite me going forward absolutely um and i know we're running out of the time that that we have here today but um i just want to know um how are you how are you doing in all of this i know uh, a lot falls on your shoulders as you know the the leader of the city um, how does this how does this weigh on you and how do, how do you go about getting yourself ready day by day um, to kind of face all these challenges well i'm I'm doing fine I appreciate you asking I think the the big challenge is is really just the struggles at times when you do see uh, a public health you know crisis going on and like we've been witnessing the last few days the um, the case numbers going up and and um, you know, people maybe not necessarily taking it as seriously as they should be. Uh, you, you try and try and try to use your voice and, and, and talk to people and communicate with the public about, you know, the things that we all should be doing. Uh, you, you, you know, it doesn't always work, though, and people don't always hear those voices. So I think that's probably just the bigger struggle is knowing uh, the, the impacts. Uh, and, and unfortunately for all of us right now, I mean, we're all dealing with three major sort of, you know, generational shifts, changes, whatever you want to call them with, with a, with a public health crisis and economic downturn and, uh, uh, you know, uh, racial uh, issues that have, you know, been too long neglected all coming to a head at the same time. So I think you were, as I had said earlier, we're just blessed with a lot of great people in this community and a great organizations. And so, you know, the, the mayor doesn't really have to do uh, do uh, everything. You know, you, you lend your voice and your support wherever you can and try to be a good example for, for our citizens. And, um, you know, the, the, the biggest issues for me, of course, is when you're hearing from citizens who, you know, they, they feel a sense of there's uncertainty, there's even maybe like not feeling safe, um, sure. Those are the areas. Those are the times when being mayor, you really, it really gets to you because you'd like to think in our community that people feel safe and and uh, engaged, but that's that's not the case. That's not the reality. So that's where the challenge, and that's where every day I try to you know to work on that because we want we want changes here in Lacrosse, and and um, I'm you know I'm part of that and and uh, working working hard to. To, to get those uh, to get those things addressed. I mean, that's something that I'm sure we all feel at times. Like, what more can I do, or right. you know, how can I how can I what's the best way to participate? So, you know, so that's what we try to do. Absolutely, yeah. Especially like when we're we're being asked to participate in something that another um, section of our citizens have been dealing with their entire lives. 
And right. I think it's like the least we can, like the absolute least we can do is start, if we haven't been already, start participating in it. Um, and yeah, and I think, I mean, some of the speakers at the, uh, at the, uh, one of the protests I, that I was at, I mean, they, they were really trying to encourage, especially uh, us, you know, uh, white citizens here that, you know, the listening and really just trying to understand versus trying to necessarily always come up with solutions or, sure. or coming up with a, a response is very important. And then to realize that, you know, this, that racism is happening. It's everywhere. It's just different for, for people. So, um, so I think that's, that's the big part of it is realizing that this, th there's so many things that have been going on for a long time and that, um, you know, my role as mayor really is one that tries to help facilitate solutions and bringing people together. So that's the challenge that I accept is what can I be doing differently as the mayor to get our black, indigenous, and people of color here in our community engaged and productive when it comes to uh, making changes to city government and city uh, institutions because mm -hmm. Like I said earlier, it's it's beyond just like okay, we're going to hold a committee meeting and you know people can show up and uh, if you right. don't show up, you kind of miss the boat. Uh, we really we really need to work and think differently about that. Absolutely. Well, Mayor Tim Cabot, uh, I think we're we're at our time. I really appreciate Thank you, you uh, taking the time to talk with me today. Um, Kaylee would also want me to remind you to hit record again before we leave today. I will. Uh, I will do that. And then she's got, yep, that's good. I appreciate that, Matt. And she's got then, she'll be sending you the link for the recording. So if all goes well, we should, we should have this, uh, uh, we should have this to you uh, by either later today or tomorrow. That sounds absolutely perfect. I really appreciate your time. Okay. You bet. Thank you. All right. Thank Take you. Take care.